Hey guys, it's Kayla. It's Evan. And welcome to Podstetrics. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 11, the V-back. The V-back. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about something that we discussed in our previous episode. We didn't obviously go into a lot of detail because we wanted to save it and keep it for this episode. So we're going to be talking about a VBAC and just like with every other episode, we do have a medical disclaimer. Yes, so this podcast is not um, for medical advice. We are not medical professionals. If you do have any queries or concerns, please see your healthcare provider. Beautiful. And just like with every other content episode, the first thing we're we're going to do, if I can speak, is go through a case study. So today's case, Mel is a 32-year-old G2P1. That sounded really weird. (laughs) Like a really weird accent there. Mal is a 32-year-old G2P1 who has previously delivered her daughter Samantha via C-section. This was due to a delayed first stage of labor. She has gone to see her OB for her 36-week checkup and has expressed her strong preference to try for a vaginal birth. This was in her birth plan for Sam, but she explains that he understands why the emergency C-section had to be done. The OB reassures her that all will be done to ensure that she can try for a VBAC. Three weeks later, she comes to the maternity ward with contractions 3 and 10 with 6 centimetres of dilation. She is admitted, hooked up to a CTG, and soon after commences active pushing. Yeah, so let's start with some definitions. So what is a VBAC? So a VBAC stands for vaginal birth after a C-section, so after a cesarean section, and it generally has a success rate of about 60 to 80%. Yeah. So following a C-section, the choice for subsequent deliveries is really up to mum, whether she wants to proceed or try for a normal vaginal delivery or whether she wants to go for a, uh, for a cesarean section. So really, a VBAC should always be offered unless mum has contraindications. Um, and we, we'll be going through what these contraindications are. And it's really important that mum's birthing options are discussed with the health professionals caring for her throughout her pregnancy. And this is really so that everyone can come together at regular intervals and just make sure that, again, mum's choices are at the centre of what they're doing, but they're also factoring in what's going on with mum as well. Yeah, and what's best for mum and what's best for baby in yeah. the end. We need a healthy baby by the end of it. Absolutely. And ultimately, this is so that mum and partner can make the most informed choice. Yeah. So let's go through some of the risks associated with having a VBAC. So the first is an increased risk of emergency C-section. So let's highlight the word emergency here because this is really what we're trying to do is differentiate between emergency and a pre-planned cesarean. Uh, What we also, so what we have with an increased risk of emergency Caesar is bleeding risk, anesthetic risk. But this risk would al- would already be present anyway if the woman was having a C-section. Yeah, exactly. So what we also see is increased risk of future placental complications in later pregnancies. So things we have a placenta previa. So for placental complications, there is a 13, th- 13 in 100,000 chance in an emergency C-section compared to that of 4 in 100,000 for a VBAC. So the risk in for placental complications in an emergency C-section is more than threefold. Yeah, and because the risk is higher for women having a VBAC to progress to emergency C-section, that's why we talk about the placental complications that can arise. Yeah, awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the risk to mum. Evan, would you like to take this part? Yeah, so the main ones for the risk to mum are the risk of uterine rupture and scar rupture. Yeah. And the likelihood of this um, actually happening is about five to seven in a thousand attempts. And this is this is significant. Yeah. Um, also the risk of a hysterectomy. Um, and this is because if it needs to progress, 
uh, to an emergency C-section, there is a chance that because of torrential bleeding, so extra additional bleeding, um, that the actual uterus needs to be removed. And this is obviously yeah. the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. There are also risks to baby, um, and these being death uh, or brain injury. And this is a really small chance, but it is slightly higher if you've had previous C-sections in the past. Or then if you decided to have a repeated C-section yeah, instead. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So what are the benefits to having a VBAC? So mum can try and have a vaginal delivery if this is really important to her, which often leads to things like personal satisfaction as well as increased satisfaction with the care mum and partner have received during their stay in hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a higher chance of an uncomplicated vaginal birth in future pregnancies as well, which is really huge. So statistics tell us that as the number of previous C-sections increase, there is a decrease in the likelihood of future vaginal birth. So inversely proportional, essentially. Yeah, and, and I guess one of the other main things as well is the shorter recovery time. Yeah. So, and, and this is really huge because mum can get out of the hospital sooner, she can be with her family and friends sooner, and there's really a lower risk of things like hospital-acquired infections and things like that as well. There's also a quicker time to milk letdown. Yep. Um, Which is really important if you want to breastfeed. Correct, and really important with bonding for mum and baby. Yeah. Um, And also that babies born vaginally have a lower risk of respiratory problems. So we talked about TTN or uh, transient tachypnea of the newborn. And this is because during a vaginal delivery, baby goes through that that enclosed space, that really tight space in the vaginal canal. And so the fluids of the lungs are squeezed pretty much out. Out, Yeah, it Um, helps with lung liquid clearance. Yeah, and and so then there's a lower risk of intervention after baby's born. Of course. So why can't we perform a VBAC? So let's talk a little bit about the contraindications. Yes. So what we have, well, the first one is more than three previous C-sections, mm-hmm. a classical incision, which is something that we talked about in our previous episode. Um, and the reason why it's a contraindication is because there's too high a risk of uterine rupture. Yeah. Any presentation that is not cephalic, Relative but, contraindication. But this is relative, yeah. so it still can be performed depending on how the obstetrician feels. Yeah. Um, but it is a relative contraindication. <laughs> how they feel yeah. on the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have previous uterine surgery, so things like a myomectomy or the removal of fibroids. Yeah. And a previous uterine rupture, of course. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the factors that encourage the success of a VBAC occurring? So one of the main things is having had a previous vaginal birth before, whether that being normal or whether that being VBAC. Also that labor occurs spontaneously. So there's no intervention here. Mum's just spontaneously progressing into labor. So it's happening without any help from the outside. Yeah, I go back to our induction of labor episode. (laughs) Yep, and an uncomplicated pregnancy with no other risk factors really. Yep, beautiful. We also have things like a smaller baby, a young mum generally less than 30 years of age, and a weirdly a taller person, so a maternal height of more than 150 centimetres. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the factors which reduce the success of a VBAC. And these are really practically the opposite of... Of everything that we yeah. just said. <laughs> but we'll still list it just for your own knowledge. Yeah. So the first is, again, induction of labour. So... A VBAC is still possible, but the success rate of a VBAC is reduced and it increases the likelihood of uterine scar rupture. Having never had a vaginal birth before, a BMI of more than 30 and an advanced maternal age of greater than 40 years of age. Yeah. So in terms of monitoring, what do we do? So we have a continuous CTG and this is performed for the entirety of the labor. And that's because of VBAC we consider as being a complicated pregnancy. Yeah, so this is CTG monitoring is something that we do anyway when there is a complicated pregnancy in general. So it doesn't really differ from anything else. Mm-hmm. 
What about analgesia? Yeah, so analgesia can still be used as normal. Yeah. The main side effect that we're really worried about about the analgesia is uterine scar rupture. So when a woman does have uterine scar rupture, she'll get a really sharp pain in her belly. Mm-hmm. And obviously with the epidural, this can be augmented. So you're not really going to be feeling it as much. Yeah. And so <clears throat> we have something that happens during a uterine rupture and that's called Bandel's sign. So it's pretty much just the way that the uterus looks from the yep. outside. And this can be used by the midwife or the obstetrician to pick up that a uterine rupture has occurred. Yep. But it's it's a lot harder because, again, the woman can't really tell you what she's feeling. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. And that's that's pretty much it. A nice short one. Too. Yeah, short, sharp, sweet. <laughs> so ending the case, Mel delivered a healthy baby girl following an uncomplicated vaginal delivery. She was able to be transferred to the ward with baby and shortly thereafter commenced breastfeeding. Mum and baby were discharged home the next day, ready to welcome the new addition to their family. Oh, that's really cute. Nice writing, Evan. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, guys, that's pretty much it. Um, so, as always, you can follow us on Linktree. Yes. Yeah, and that'll take you to everything, our streaming platforms as well as our social media. So, streaming, again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CastBox. Yes. If you are using Apple Podcasts, please like and review the episode. We really would love to have some feedback on, you know, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. It'll help us a lot. Yeah, it'll really give us a chance to improve and really tailor these episodes to what everyone wants. Yeah. And really, you can just Google us as well as at Podstetrics and everything will come up there as well. Beauty. So, like always, I'm Kayla. And I'm Evan. And stay safe, guys. Take care of yourselves. Bye.